Today is Thursday, May 4th, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the Morning Announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. Yesterday afternoon, a shooter opened fire inside the waiting room of a medical facility in Atlanta, Georgia, killing a 39-year-old woman who was pronounced dead at the scene and critically injuring four other women, who Atlanta Mayor Andre Dickens told reporters are, quote, fighting for their lives. The shooter was identified as 24-year-old Dion Patterson. He stole a vehicle and fled the scene, but was captured by authorities yesterday evening after an hours-long search that included a shelter-in-place advisory for Midtown Atlanta and a lockdown of several public schools. No big deal, business as usual. Patterson was at the medical facility with his mother when he opened fire. His family is cooperating with authorities, and his mother told the Associated Press that her son, who is a veteran, had some, quote, mental instability from the medication that he had received from the VA last week, after they refused to give him Ativan because it would be too addicting. So basically, we have a tapestry of all American issues, like a healthcare system that completely fails the veterans who fought for us at the expense of their lives and mental health and Georgia's gun laws that allow pretty much anyone to carry a concealed firearm in public without a license. To close the loop on the other mass shooting and manhunt that was ongoing, yesterday state and federal law enforcement captured Francisco Oropesa, who had killed five of his neighbors in Cleveland, Texas last Friday night after they asked him to please stop firing his gun because it was keeping children awake. Oropesa was found hiding in a closet underneath laundry in a house that belonged to one of his relatives, It was a few miles from the shooting in a town called Cut and Shoot. A little on the nose, if you can tell, the writers are on strike. Officials say he was captured thanks to a phone call to an FBI tip line, and that several arrests were made, with more expected, of people who allegedly assisted him, including his wife. Just when I thought I'd seen it all, yesterday a group of bipartisan lawmakers, including the lead millennial representatives of both parties, AOC and Matt Gaetz, of course, introduced legislation in the House that would restrict the financial activities of members of Congress. Specifically, the bill would prohibit lawmakers from trading individual stocks and from owning financial investments, though it would still be permissible to invest in treasury bonds, widely held investment plans, and retirement contributions. The law would apply to members of Congress as well as to their spouses and dependents, though anyone covered by the law who currently owns individual stocks would have 90 days to divest their stock holdings or place them in a qualified blind trust. Maybe this will be the straw that pushes Dianne Feinstein into an early retirement. Yesterday was day six of Donald Trump's trial for the alleged rape and defamation of E. Jean Carroll. So far, the jury has heard testimony from E. Jean Carroll herself, as well as two witnesses who corroborated her account of the alleged assault. Trump's lawyers told the judge yesterday that they would present no witnesses and that he would not be testifying, nor would he be present at the trial at any point. He was actually in Scotland earlier this week and now is in Ireland, glad-handing voters on the campaign trail, I'm sure. The jury is expected to begin deliberations early next week. Can't be considered a flight risk if you've already flown. Two drone explosions hit the Kremlin early yesterday morning, which the Russian government immediately claimed was a deliberate attempt by the Ukrainian government to hit Vladimir Putin's residence. Ukraine denied any involvement, and though Russia did not release any evidence of their culpability, they said the attack was thwarted by their electronic warfare systems. Putin's spokesman said that he was not in the Kremlin when the attack occurred around 2.30 a.m. 
Sounds like that was a late night for Vladimir. For our final headline today, Fox News' worst nightmare is coming true. No, not a court order to publicly admit and apologize for lying about the election results. Of course not. New York has passed a first-in-the-nation law that will ban natural gas and other fossil fuels in most new buildings. The state approved a $229 billion budget that effectively requires all electric heating and cooking in most new homes and buildings by between 2026 and 2029. There are exemptions for manufacturing facilities, restaurants, hospitals, and even car washes. While New York is the first state to pass this type of legislation, dozens of cities and counties have already done so in an effort to curb the emissions that experts say account for about 11% of the country's carbon pollution and for 30% of New York's emissions specifically. Of course, it's likely that the law will face legal challenges from the fossil fuel industry. I'm just finding it a coincidence that Tucker Carlson narrowly missed the chance to report on this existential threat to gas stoves that he himself had predicted in the very same week that Karl Lagerfeld missed the debut of Ozempic at the Met Gala. Karmic, perhaps. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements presented by Betches Media. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.